Welcome to the Second Helping Podcast. Where we chew over all things food, nutrition, and basically anything else that fits on our plate. I'm Emily Sandham, creator and owner of Good Mood Food UK. And I'm James Sandham, younger brother and evidence-based nutrition coach. So, episode one. Gosh, here we go. I feel like we should just do a bit of an introduction to who we are, what we want to get out of the podcast, um, you know, what we're about and why we've decided to do this. Yeah, I agree. Well, from our intro, uh, you've probably figured out now that we're a brother and sister team and we both have slightly different approaches to food, uh, but we think they can both overlap and we look forward to bringing you some exciting topics. So Emily, what got you to where you are today? Ever since I can remember, I have been absolutely obsessed with food. You know, mum always says that when we're on holiday, literally I used to eat fish off straight off the bone at like three years old. So, and then basically when I went to uni, I realized that people were just eating shit meals and thought it was like the cheapest way to eat. So I went about setting up good mood food. Um, and it was basically a way of encouraging people to eat on a really low budget, um, but still eating really well. Um, it's kind of developed over the years. And now I'm basically all about delicious food um, at a reasonable price. And basically, I love just experimenting and yeah, sharing my creations with everyone else. Sounds good. And they are delicious too. I mean, I've been lucky enough to uh, sample a few. So what are you bring to the table? Yeah, so after... After a long, long journey with, uh, with my weight and my approach to food, uh, I was always the slightly bigger kid. Uh, and when I went to uni, I probably did the opposite of what you did uh, in terms of I started to eat more takeaways and I ballooned up in weight. Uh, and then after a pretty rapid weight loss, uh, I gave myself quite a lot of food complexities in terms of my mindset towards food. Uh, but that only gave me the drive to change and become a coach and help other people do what I did but better because I think it was still one of the most significant changes I made in my life. Um, and now I know like what I bring to the table. I can really help a lot of different people with their approaches to food but still achieve whether it is a, a look or uh, just to make them feel better or more comfortable in their own bodies, uh, whether they're bigger, smaller, whatever they want. I think approaching it in the right way is the most fundamental things people can do and just getting on top of their health in general. And so, yeah, hopefully with our crossover of both love of cooking and just spending time in the kitchen and actually enjoying the process, I think we can bring the listeners quite a lot of different topics that hopefully they'll be able to take something away from each episode. Yeah, I agree. I think what you've said there will touch upon a lot in kind of future episodes, um, especially as I know it's kind of an increasing issue across a lot of people our age, but also kind of, yeah, through lots of different stages of people's life. I think everyone's had some sort of complexity in terms of whether it's their body image or their relationship with food. And I think that's something we've both experienced. So I think it would be really good to dive a bit deeper into those kind of stories and what's helped us, what didn't help us. Um, Cause I think a lot of people will be able to relate and resonate with that. Yeah. I mean, completely. We've all got some sort of a relationship with food, whether you eat takeaway every night or whether you just love being in the kitchen and it's actually just all about helping people, as I said, like fall in love with the process and just have a healthy attitude to it. Just knowing that they're in control. Yeah. 
there's definitely stuff that we can all touch on and hopefully we can learn a lot from each other too. Yeah. I think what I've noticed with us recently is we've both been in the kitchen way more than I think we ever have been. Like, I think we both really enjoy cooking. Um, but I think we've both been through periods where we probably haven't like enjoyed it as much because whether we've been, I don't know, watching our weight or, you know, restricted or sometimes, you know, at uni we conditions weren't exactly like the best for you wanting to like cook, you know, really good meals and things like that. So I think something we can also talk about is different you know, foods, what we love doing in the kitchen, kind of how to get the most out of different foods, um, whether that's like how to cook them or kind of their nutritional value. I think one of the key things that you can help like understand is you work a pretty solid, well, it's meant to be nine to five, but we all know that nine to five these days gets a little bit, bit elongated. But, but the fact that you managed to do all your recipe development on the side of that, um, I mean, and yes, you are a lot more motivated and you probably do love it a lot more than a few other people, but helping them create recipes that are both healthy and really delicious um, while working stressful jobs or managing kids is a, it's a skill that needs to be acquired, but maybe some tips that uh, we can dig into in future episodes. Yeah, I think so. For people that don't know, I work in marketing. I'm a creative content manager at marketing agency. So yeah, as James says, I work kind of fully through the day and then I try and run good mood food, whether that's on the weekends or in the evenings. So I have kind of like um, paid work that comes through that, but also kind of a lot of my own recipes that I like to do. Um, and I think one of the things for me is it actually is a form of like therapeutic relaxation. I just find it, it really calms me. I know a lot of people are different, but it always shocks me when people say like, hate cooking or you know I only eat to sustain myself and I appreciate that everyone's got you know their own relationship with food and cooking and everything like that but like the best thing for me after a stressful day is to come back and cook like a meal from scratch whether it's literally the therapeutic repetition of cutting an onion or you know sitting down to appreciate the food that is on the table that we're lucky enough to eat or kind of you know where it's come from all those things I think just take away from like the daily stress and make you really appreciate kind of what you're able to enjoy that day yeah I think you're gonna have to teach me how to therapeutically cut an onion because the only times I've ever cut onions (laughs) I've ended up weeping well Um, that's therapy isn't it yeah 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 (laughs) Get some emotion out of you. Big boys don't cry. But no, I think it's like, it's such a journey. I know know people hate cooking and I absolutely love it. Like I say, I I will come back and spend like three hours doing a meal from scratch. But I I think there definitely is some sort of in-between medium for people that kind of do want to escape. And it, it kind of is just a bit like watching, you know, your favorite episode of Friends or whatever it is it just takes you away into something else. It gives you something to concentrate on that actually you're rewarded with a really good meal at the end of it. Well, m- or nearly always a good meal. No, I've, I remember I had, um, I had one client and I, I sent her a few recipes that she could make, but I accidentally, um, accidentally had a typo. So I told her to oats and lentils oh, together. So yeah, hopefully you get something delicious out of it. But then that's why you follow Emily and not me because... Uh, I'll tell you to be mixing your oats and your lentils, which is never, never a good I idea. I actually remember that. You said put about like 100 grams of oats in a bolognese. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like 50, 50 grams of oats for the person. <laughs> I think I had to refund that session. 
I think everyone's kind of fallen out of love with the kitchen because it used to be the heart of the home. Um, so, but I think people just see it as a place of stress now because you don't have the time or, um, or like there's so many different components going on and about 10 different people, like 10 different things. And you've got a vegan over there and you've got someone that won't eat carbs over here and someone that just won't eat that or this and helping people kind of bring like a unified approach mm. is I think going to be really part of this process. And I think we can share some tips on, or you can probably more than me mm. and how to maximize, maximize the taste with just like a few simple ingredients and a few simple steps. Um, I mean, I'm quite looking forward to the one that we've got planned where we kind of do like our own off menu podcast where we talk about our dream meals because I've always wanted to do that. And we can just share just good, good places to eat as well. You're all king of that, aren't you? Every time we go on holiday, James will have the itinerary that he's researched, like done everything to discover the best places and we're not allowed to deviate. So even if I've heard of a good place, it's like, no, no, no. We've got this here for lunch, breakfast, dinner snacks everything is covered off but to be fair we have not yet had a bad recommendation so i can't can't really fault you there tend to go to a city and just eat my way around it i think you should talk about um a bit about that you kind of left the marketing world and kind of decided to almost like retake up your studies because I, th- I think as a nation we go to uni really young and it's actually just kind of like what you do after school for some people um, and actually you don't really know what you want to study like i did geography I went back now I probably I definitely wouldn't do geography but I probably actually wouldn't go because it hasn't really aided you know my career in that sense I mean it was great if you know friends you know a great three years doing basically nothing um and kind of yeah just enjoying everything that like Manchester had to offer but I think you you going back and now really understanding like where you want to go in terms of your career um, and what you want to learn and what you want to get out of life I feel like that's really inspirational um especially for a lot of people that yeah literally just go because it's kind of like well that's the only way I'm going to get a job yeah I mean I I mean that's what I did and I mean I was even more basic than that I just went down the marketing route because obviously that's what mum and dad did and uh, it was just the easiest thing I didn't really have a goal I didn't really have an outcome I was kind of there just for the piss up and the kebabs which was great for a few years. But I guess I, I probably had to do that to end up where I was. So I guess it's that's that was mm. generally just part of my process. And I was quite lucky to to realise what my actual passion was quite young because a lot of people don't get that. So I'm, I'm very fortunate to have that. But at the same time, it does take quite a lot of balls to, to, to then to, to yeah. completely just up and wind and just go, actually, now I'm going to start something new. Um, yeah, it seems a bit risky at the time, doesn't it? But I think, I mean, it's definitely paid off. But also, yeah, you can imagine people going like, well, going back to uni, like, you know, that's more money. It's almost like you're starting again. But I feel like you're in the best place. You're doing something that you actually love, like getting up and doing. You you know, you work for yourself. I feel like it's definitely worked for you in that sense. And I feel like, yeah, without taking that risk, you probably would be carrying on in marketing but not loving it and not kind of doing what you really enjoy yeah no and I think that's that it's often kind of what I see with with like a lot of people when like they come and they say oh I really I really want this or I really want to improve my relationship with food or xyz but but first I like I just want to look like this or I just want to weigh like 50 kilos or whatever like I work with a lot of women but that's like it's really low and you just go that that's a really low weight 
and stuff like which is completely fine if you want to get there we can get there but like at the moment all they care about is like just the outcome and just i want to get there it's like saying i want to be rich but it doesn't matter how i do it i just want to be rich it's like you've got to do the kind of scary thing and like understand your relationship with food and how to make it work for you Mm. while while enjoying the process because i mean like i think the most important thing we can bring to to this podcast is I, I don't think there's any, there's some people that might not like cooking. It's rare you find someone that doesn't like food or not in our friendship circles anyway. Like like yeah. everyone likes going out to eat and stuff like that. But then we've got like this obsession over our bodies and how we feel and all of the different components of that and how we're perceived by others. Um, and for years that took me away from, personally, it took me away from ever going out to eat because I was just so scared of what like other stuff was. But hopefully we can show people how to interact the best of the two elements and help people make the food that they love work for them and that's really what I want to convey to people during the podcast and through the episodes is how to kind of maximize this and but still still I don't think it's wrong to necessarily have a a body image focus as long as you're doing it for you not for other people you can you can have both like you can have that second helping I know, I've been waiting I for planned that. that actually for like two months, so I hope it pays off. Um, I think something we can definitely talk about like in the future is potentially like different diets. So I know we've both been like vegetarian, pescatarian. I know you did vegan for a bit. I feel like we've jumped around, you know, you didn't eat red meat for a while. You've just kind of incorporated that back into your diet. I used to cut out carbs. That was the biggest regret of my life. <laughs> but, you know, loads of different things. So I think potentially we could do an episode on like different diets um because I feel like that's also something that relates to quite a lot of people because you know whether there's the whole rise of flexitarianism and people are kind of you know not jumping between them but kind of picking and choosing which to me seems like a really not sensible idea but kind of a really understandable concept um but I think especially from your point of view in terms of I don't know whether it's like you need your levels of omega-3 or um you need more b12 if you're not eating red meat all those kind of things that might seem really scientific and you wouldn't want to read a book on i feel like you could shed a lot of light in just you know like a couple of sentences that might be quite useful for people yeah for sure and how to also fit in with other people in terms of when you do have a more obscure dietary approach uh which is completely your prerogative how to kind of reintegrate like with people because you can feel quite excluded i felt Mm. in my in like my time doing i like and i've done some crazy diets over the the past couple of years um but you do start feeling left out but like that's where you kind of almost you start to enjoy food less which i what i have uh or i did because when everyone was cooking say bolognese in in the kitchen like that's what I really remember our mum making is like a kid um Mm. and like I just couldn't have it like I was just I mean technically I could but I wouldn't allow myself to have it so kind of how to how to best manage your dietary purposes without necessarily not burdening others but still fitting in with their regimes too yeah I definitely felt like there were a few occasions where it was like right, we'll have three courses, but James will just have like a starch and then sit there for the rest of the meal. And like, we'll have wine, but you'll have like a vodka soda, you know, all of those kind of things. And 
like you say, it's without you feeling like left out, but there was almost like not an elephant in the room, but you kind of, you're definitely aware of it. And I'm sure you felt not uncomfortable, but kind of, it just wasn't the best thing. And then we are also there like, oh, I'm having three courses. He's having a star. Should I have not had that put it, you know, like all of those kind of things. But I think that's all just different like personal relationships yeah and and everyone's got to find their own uh their own approach with it i think because i like the amount of times i get people kind of coming up to me just saying if i just eat what you do if i literally just follow what you do or what do you eat do you eat this one or this one will i get the same outcome as you no 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 yeah do you know, like but some people think that that is definitely a thing like i remember thinking right well even dad was like right i'm just gonna follow what you have james um, I'll see you in a few weeks and I'll be like yeah just shredded on the beach and like, no dad <laughs> honestly but it is a thing and I think that's a lot of uneducation like from whether it's from you know we weren't really taught it at school or you kind of pick up bad habits at school I think it's a massive educational piece that's kind of a bit neglected especially within the UK yeah and I think so much of our nutrition and our loves and things we really identify with and our choices and preferences they all stem from our childhood I mean like there's studies and stuff that our taste and preferences actually like begin in the womb and stuff like that and it's like it's mental Mm. so it's kind of everybody's on their own nutritional journey like you can't just copy the other person which is what annoys me so much about fads because just what Beyonce is doing right now so everyone's like right I'm drinking celery juice that's that's just the way to do it and it's like "Mm." like you've got to find what you like and then make it work for you not make something you don't like fit into your day because that's just going to make you miserable but when you do it the right way around and find the stuff you like and make it work for you that's when you don't lose like your love for cooking and you don't lose your love for eating out and you don't lose your love for going out with friends and having a few drinks or whatever it is, you make all of that work for you in a much more sensible approach instead of having something just thrown at you that you've just got to deal with now for, well, until you stop, which if you hate it, it's going to be pretty soon after you've started. Yeah, I've been there. I wonder how, I guess, our childhood kind of affected your tastes and preferences. Like, did you see any of that in the way like you sort of cook now? I mean, we'll cover it in detail in the in a longer episode I'm sure but yeah I think to be to be honest I always remember like my first I think if I like had to go back to my initial memories of food I think it would be like mum cooking on a Saturday day for like a dinner party and she'd always do three courses and I mean I for some reason I really remember it being you know like chocolate mousse or poached salmon or something like that and I think those fascinations and you know you won't have those same memories because it's probably something that didn't really click with you at the time so you haven't held on to it um but I think yeah I think everything that I've ever experienced with food or learnt or I don't know anything I think that's all part and parcel of who I am today and why I love it so much um I feel like we have such a big family in terms of extended family um growing up you know our parents policy was like an open house policy we always had you know 50 plates in the cupboard as opposed to four um because people would just pop in you know there was always wine in the fridge there was always so much food that it would kind of cater for anyone that that popped in the dinner parties you know summer parties absolutely everything um 
And I feel like a lot of that I've absorbed and it's kind of, yeah, it's made me who I am today. Yeah, no, I'm sure we can uh, dig into that a lot more. But I think... How many more times are you going to say dig in? Oh, yeah, that, that, that might be a reoccurring theme of this podcast. Uh, you, you can print it on a T-shirt yeah. and send it to me. That could be our hashtag. I'll wear it every, I'll wear it every episode. Um, but, yeah, no, I think I think that gives uh, the readers a bit of an insight into us and kind of where how we've got to this point. And hopefully uh, we've given them enough that they'll come back. So what are we doing in our next episode? Uh, oh, now you're testing me. I mean, we've got a few things. I mean, we could go family and upbringing. I mean, I'm so excited for the, I've, I just labeled it all things food. And that's going to be like, who would you have at like your dream dinner table and Ooh, I like that. Table and your favorite restaurants. I mean, I think we'll save that for like a bit further down, but I, am yeah, really I need some time to really kind of nail my answers on that one because they change weekly. Um, but yeah, give me a couple weeks on that. I reckon eating for eating for purpose and eating for pleasure, and where does it overlap? I like that. I like that. I am I'm a, all about I'm, pleasure. I'm, I'm a bit of both. I'd like say. all about pleasure. I feel like you've had stages though where you've been purpose only. It was a long three years. Yeah, but yeah, no. I think I think we've got all of that to bring to bring to the listeners going forward. Okay, so it's eating for pleasure or purpose is our second helping, which will uh, will be next next ep- the next episode. Nice one. Look forward to seeing everyone then. Bon appetit.